They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. Happy New Year. My name is Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Steve Tancock, Dan Kingdom, digital guru for Somerset CCC, Ben Warren, and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson. Gents, it feels like, well, last year since we were all together, pre-Christmas. Happy New Year, and Happy New Year especially for Tom Abel, who has finally, finally, finally been called up to a full England squad and he will go off with the white ball side to Bangladesh in the next few weeks I am slightly worried though that he doesn't seem to be getting many runs for the Lions <laughs> I think somebody yeah. said he's averaging 8 but fully deserved Gibbo I would say yeah absolutely I'm a little bit surprised that he was called up for the um, ODI side because he's hardly played any 50 over cricket in the last well, nobody's years. played any 50 over cricket in the last 4 years I mean, he, he played one game for England A against South Africa at Worcester. Was it last season, I think? Yeah. He got, got four any. four or 19 or something like that. And prior to that, it was the Lord's final, wasn't it? I think it would against, have been. Against Hatton back in, in 2019. And if you look at his, his 50-over record, it's not actually – I think he averages 26, something like that. But um, – I, I just wonder whether it's a signal that they're considering him as a you know potential successor to Josh Butler as captain of the of the White Ball side because he you know his captaincy abilities are very very widely respected uh, in the game talking talking to people you know in the upper echelons of the cricket establishment so that uh, you know maybe that's a, a good sign for the future but I'm I'm really pleased for him he certainly deserves it and. Uh, Let's hope that you know the uh, the present uh, run of form is a blip rather than a trend, because we need Tom Abel to be scoring runs in um, in the championship and in the uh, in the blast. I don't think we'll be seeing him in the in the one day cup somehow. No, I don't think we will either. But uh, yeah, fully deserved. It. I mean, it, not to take away the the achievement of getting a, a full England call up, Steve, but it does seem to me like England's. The days of you know white ball and red ball sides crossing over it just seems totally gone now. I know there's a they've got to catch up with the the, the FTP from all the the, the hangover from COVID, but it, it seems like they're playing the the one day side are playing in South Africa one day and then the test ser- the test side are in New Zealand at the same time and <clears throat> it just seems that you're almost devaluing international cricket. At that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and. I think I think that's universally true. I mean, the Australia-India series doesn't seem to be doesn't started off in the way you'd hope, and those Australian players came out of the Test I series off against the way I hope, whoever Steve. it was. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, you know there was no logic there. I think we would have all been furious if we'd have got to blast finals day and all our players had been taken away on an overseas tour, which is what happened in um, the Australian T Twenty, the Big Bash final. Uh, I think the Tom Abel thing is, is there, is there anyone who probably better epitomises Basball in the way he's his on-field presence than Tom Abel? You know, he's very, very up and at him, active, proactive. And I do think you've got a good point that, uh, Anthony's point, that 
they are certainly having a look at him as captain. You know, he's captaining down under at the moment for the Lions. Yeah, it'd be great to see him get more runs. But I think that's almost a stupid to say he's become a specialist batsman. And it's not important. He gets runs. But at this stage, I don't think that's an issue. My hope will be, and you'll, you'll know, this is exactly the same with Craig when he gets called up. They call him up and he spends two or three weeks in Bangladesh as a in the nets and carrying drinks and things. That, to me, would not be desirable. If he's being picked, he's got to be given a chance. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And uh, Ben, obviously fully deserved from your perspective as well? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think it was... Uh, it, you know, I've spoken to him a couple of times since the um, since the announcement. Um, we did the uh, members forum this afternoon, which he answered questions brilliantly about he sounds like he's in a bit of a whirlwind, bless him. I think he was absolutely inundated with messages and you know, it clearly meant a huge amount to him um, when he got the call. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's an ideal tour for him to go on, really. You know, he's been to Bangladesh before. He played in the, the, the beat out there with Lewis Gregory before in the BPL. Be, be obviously a very good player of spin. Um, so I think... In some ways, it's a it's a it's a really good tour for him. I think the the fact that he hasn't played any fifty over cricket, I, I don't I don't think counts against him really. I think not many have, and I think that to be honest, I think the way that England are going, they're, they're pretty much going to play T Twenty cricket in the fifty over format there anyway. So, um, yeah, really really delighted. I think everyone around the club was was absolutely thrilled when we when we heard the news, and um, yeah, like like Steve said, just hope he gets a gig. Yeah, that's the danger, Dan, that he goes on that tour and, and doesn't play a game. He, is, he has got the small matter of captain in the Lions in Sri Lanka before that tour. Yeah, so he's playing some um, performances, performances there would obviously influence selection for the Sri Lanka tour, you would hope? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, yeah, he's got to pick up um, a bit because he's not scored too much uh, in the Red Bull matches. Um but yeah, he's got to score a lot of runs if he wants to, um, you know, stay in and around the setup. As we know, you know, we got like he plays for England. He seems to do well at the moment um, when he gets a, a game in an ODI or T Twenty. Um, obviously, it's a very, very difficult uh, side to break into um, regularly. Obviously, we know that Tom's on this tour partly only because there's quite a few players unavailable. So he needs to go out there and score a ton of runs and and uh, make himself unignorable, I suppose. Um, and then, and yeah, who knows? Um, he's obviously he's done very well for Somerset in the past. Um, hopefully, he can you know translate that inventiveness that he's shown um, in, into international cricket. I think you know he, could, he should really on paper suit ODIs, you know, as well as T20Is. Um, hmm. You know, he's yeah, yeah he that it, in either world it should be his format. But if I recall correctly, he didn't score too many runs for us in the Royal London Cup back in 2019 but that was a long time ago and who knows how good he would be at 50 over cricket now because unfortunately we don't get to find out um, anymore because why, of the way the season is. Well, there's, so, there's a reason why we don't I can't remember it's on the tip of my tongue I can't, I can't remember what it is um, also on that Lions tour we've got uh, Will Smead Tom Lamanby and Tom Banton um, for the white ball it's it's Rue isn't it it's Rue there no I think it's Rue instead of uh, Banton. Oh, no, yeah, Banton. Banton has uh, broken a finger. Oh, no. oh, was he? Oh, I didn't um, manage that. Uh, not not playing in the 
ILT20 or whatever it's called. Um, oh, well, I think. We'll get on to not being able to remember what T20 league is which in a minute because I've got that on the <laughs> agenda. But all right. Okay. So, yes. You're right. Rui is, is selected. I thought Banton was on there as well. You're right. You're right. Banton was selected. It's, it's not Craig. In the ODI squad, there's no Craig. I didn't say Craig, did I? You, you no, said you Craig, didn't. I think. Yeah. No, we didn't. No, I said oh, yeah. uh, in the Lions, we got the Lions. Yeah, yeah. Smead, Lamanby. I think James Rue is in the under 19s, isn't he? Rue's in the ODIs as well. He's in Australia at the moment. Yeah. yeah, and then the Lions ODI squad, I've got it in front of me. Some of the players in that are Abel, Banton, Lamanby, and Rue. Abel, Banton. That's what I said, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I thought you said Craig, but I may have. Oh, maybe yeah. No, he didn't. No. But this goes just on the on the preamble, Ben. You said there are what six of the squad at home at the minute. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Ma- it's it's mad and great at the same time. I was I was trying to <laughs> think about where everybody is at the moment. Obviously, the, the greatest player in the world has been lighting up the SA twenty. Yes, Roloff van der Merwe, the star player, in between Mark Nicholas butchering the various names of uh, what does he call him, Tom Abel, and Tom Abel. Oh, Ridiculous. <laughs> obviously never heard of him. Oh, well, another reason to oh, have a dislike for Hampshire there, I suppose. Um, but there's so many of these leagues going on at the moment. It it just, it's so difficult to keep track. And <clears throat> what winds me up about it is you've got the South African League, which, and they're, they're all... They're all the IPL franchises have, have got teams. And then you've got another tournament going on where they're all IPL franchises. You've got the... Was it the Joburg Super Kings, and then you've got the we got Mumbai Indians Cape Town, and then you got Mumbai Indians Emirates. It's I know we banged this. But the other thing, Shep, was that that you got halfway through the Big Bash, and yeah, the Big Bash. A lot of the overseas players in in the Big Bash. I mean, Rashid Khan, for example, who was the poster boy when the competition started, then left to play in the South African competition. And, you know, uh, uh, to me, that really devalued it when you had a number of players who were parachuted in for three or four games and then somebody else came in as well. Um, and who remembers? I mean, you know, do you actually remember? Dan probably does, but I certainly okay. don't. You know, what happened last Monday in, in a given franchise competition? I don't think you do. And it's really, no. it's just so sad. You know, it is sad. And I think you just disengage from it almost. It's, you know, it's just... You look at what games are on this week or whatever and go, oh, maybe I'll keep an eye on the Lions because of our boys playing and the Australia-India Test Series. And that's about it. Because it just, you can't function. It really felt to me like this January felt like a tipping point. It felt like it went into overkill and saturation mm. big time. Because you, you know the three competitions going on at once, especially the, the one in the Emirates, it just... It just it's just cricket for money's sake, and yeah, and you know they were playing these half-empty stadiums. Well, not even half-empty. They're probably about you know fifteen twenty percent full. They were playing their old uh, the old COVID crowd noise over in the in the background to make it seem like there were more people there, sweetening the audio. You know, it's and it's not you know the Abu Dhabi Cricket Club that have been founded for fifty a hundred years whatever and they're now playing in the, it's just you know money 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 coming from the IPL it's just this 
you know, I've got no problem with the, with the players going abroad and earning a crust. You know, you've got a short career. Fair play to them. But just from my perspective as a cricket fan, it was just overkill. I just just was lost total interest because I physically mm. couldn't keep up with exactly all that was the going same on. as I. Exactly the same. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think um, let's not forget that these these leagues do have you know I think well most of these leagues have a right to exist. You know the South Africa the, the SA Twenty is South Africa's main domestic T Twenty competition. The Bangladesh Premier League that's their T Twenty competition. You know they all have the right to have to exist. Except to some extent, the ILT Twenty, as you were saying is almost entirely pointless. It's basically six made entirely made up teams. One of the So what the hell is that? What the the team that from the desert, it doesn't make any sense, does it? And you've got the Gulf Giants who Banton play for, again, doesn't really make sense. So that's the one which I think is the most pointless. Because it was nine overseas players per team. There was a couple of um UAE guys per team, which obviously is a great experience for them. But ultimately that league was completely meaningless. It was just random combinations of players, you know, playing each other with no real um local core. Um but I think yeah, this this month has been mad, January, you know, with the Big Bash and the SA twenty and the UAE and the Bangladesh and New Zealand as well, the Super Smash. I think in future they're gonna look to have the SA20 at a different time of year. I don't think we'll see this clash again, but obviously there will be more leagues that emerge and, you know, there's the threat of the Major League Cricket in the USA to the blast, supposedly, at some point. You know, this year the dates aren't going to clash, but they might in future, so... Yeah, the Caribbean Premier League's round about that same time as well, isn't it? July, August time. Yeah. Um, yes, the only good thing about the IL20 was that they had David Lloyd and David Gower commentating. When I, on the rare occasions when I watched the um, the SA T20, when Somerset players were hopefully going to feature, I had to turn the sound down off <laughs> because Kevin Kevin bloody Peterson oh, was God. commentating and Mark Nicholas mispronouncing oh. people's names and. It was just, it was just sickening, frankly. The commentary was just dreadful. Well, that's another thing uh, about all... decent, decent commentary from the Emirates. Well, that's another thing with all these I, these T Twenty leagues is that the commentators are getting diluted as well. You know, you've got to put up with, as you say, Kevin Peterson, Mark Nicholas, Nilo, Brian, Graham, Swan. Oh, how have you not gotten a gig, Gibbo? It, it's absolutely <laughs> it's sacrilegious <laughs> to think that you've not been given. You need to get a better agent. <laughs> No, it's not my not my bag, as they say. Oh, come on, Gibbo! You, the untold wealth. I really, I really cannot get excited about the Quetta Gladiators. Oh, you probably could if they were shoving a few hundred thousand rupees in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Anything more on this proliferation of franchise leagues and the wind that we're pissing in trying to save first class cricket? No, and no. Let's glad no. we're counting down to proper cricket. Yeah, starting, next so. month. Cricket back at Taunton next month. 20, it is. 22nd of March we're playing 20. Cardiff. Are you there, Ben? You 22nd, seem to... yeah. Oh, yeah, you've dropped off. Uh... Yes, oh, dro- I am. You've I'm, pi- I'm back in the game. All right, your picture's dropped off, but we can still hear you. That's good, yeah. Next month is good. Um, where, as we found out last month, Mr. Peter Siddle will be making a return to to Somerset Colours uh, just for the blast and the first half of Championship Cricket up until the Royal London I understand it and I think yep. he's probably very wisely swerving the Royal London uh, after last year he seemed to be uh, a very much walking wounded figure 
during that competition. But I don't think I've had a, a neg- heard a negative comment on social media or anything about Peter Siddle's return. Do we have any? This is going to be rather an elderly opening attack, isn't it? Wow. With Peter Siddle and Jack Brooks. <laughs> Siddle 38 and Brooks 39. Well, I'm hoping that you're going to throw Craigo in the mix there. And, you know, well, yeah. Touch wood. I mean, Have, is, is Craig fit, Ben? Yeah, he's been um, he's back in Thornton and um, getting sorted with a few. He's getting trained at that. So, yeah, as far as I'm aware, he's fit and raring to go. Good. Good. Yeah, because that will be the major thing. I, with the best will in the world, I, I think he's slipped a little bit too far down the peck in order to be missing for too many international games. Sorry, sorry to say that, Steve, but I know you're. Mm. <laughs> he, um, yeah, played, down the he, played one, he, he played one game, didn't he, in the um, in the ILT twenty, and and took one for fourteen or four yeah, over. Something like really that. Well yeah, I saw. Yeah. So he's looking good. I think he's going to be the keeping Craig fit is going to be the key to yeah. whatever we want to do in the championship this year because Somerset without Craig are just a, a totally different beast to to, well, to what they are with him. Yeah, and and the the shame is that you know as we sit here at the moment we we've got injury concerns over Josh Davey and Lewis from last season as well. So you know if you, my old mantra about if you think you've got enough quick bowlers, sign one more. You know, if it, Craig Overton is effectively a new signing this season because we're going to have him available, that's got to be a huge plus, hasn't it? And you know, uh, if I had a pound for every time Anthony says on comms, we were better side when Craig leads the attack and the other bowlers respond to that as well. I think that's that's just a given. I, I suspect Craig will be very motivated to ensure he doesn't slip too far down that pecking order. And if that's the case, then we're going to be the beneficiaries, aren't we? Because, you know. Yeah. While we're on the subject of Craig, I do hope he's um, signing a new contract soon because it is up at the end of the season. Oh, you had to tempt fate, didn't you, Dan? Just had to mention it because is it, it's never too early for Dan to have a contract running out at the end well, of the season. I'm sure, I'm sure he's just going to wander up to the commentary box and sit next to Harry Everett and and uh, inadvertently let it slip that he's uh, that there's no need to worry. And he's well, I, be... I hope he wanders to the cabin and inadvertently lets it slip to give out. Oh, that'd be even better. <laughs> should we, should we'll be spread around, really, Mister Shepherd, <laughs> rather than it all being. Done on the live stream, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So who else oh, right. is out of contract then? Go on then. Craig's the main one. Uh, Gregory. I'm going to test your I knowledge. Guess. Who's out of contract at the end of the season? Yeah, Gregory's out, which is an interesting one because I think we should keep him, obviously. But, you know, he's yeah. not as valuable as he once was to us, I hate to say. Um, both with the bat in T20 cricket and with the ball in uh, Red Bull cricket. Um, yeah, obviously Bartlett's out, isn't he? Because he only got a one-year extension. Yeah, um, he needs a good season. Brooks, obviously, you know, take he's on one-year deals. Steve Davis is obviously yeah. on, the, on another year. You're good at it. Uh, Keep going. Vandermeer. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Bashir, and he's on the one-year contract. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Aldridge. Yeah, Aldridge. Yeah, Leonard. Yeah, Ned Leonard. Yeah. Uh, um, how many are left? Oh, you got two more. All oh, right. Uh, ooh. 
No, I think you have to give me the. Well, one is Peter Sidhu, who's obviously on, only on a uh, one-year yeah. deal, but the other one. Oh, is, that's a bit sneaky. The other one is a local player. So who's that then? Ooh. James Rue. No. No, he signed an extension, didn't he? No he's way, not yeah. one, yeah. Mm. Sonny like, Baker. Shall I put you out your misery, Dan? Yeah, Andy, you Mead. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. oh, of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the Somerset players that are out of uh, out of contract at the end of the year. I expect all that will be sorted. But I do agree. I do agree about Gregory. I think he's he's a difficult one because if he's not if he's 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 not the bowler he is his body isn't what it is a few from a few years ago and you know you've you've got to take that into consideration. I mean. You, mm. I mean, I think we probably. Well, I, I asked Jack. I saw Jack Brooks. He spoke at the West of England Cricket Society last month. Very well. He's brilliant. And afterwards, I asked him about um, Lewis Gregory and how fit he was. And and Jack insists that he's he's okay and he will be fit to bowl. So let's hope that, that that's right because we really missed him mm. last season when he was fit to bowl. He wasn't mm. the old Lewis Gregory who took all those wickets back in 2019 and and previously. And and we do, you know, it's. It's going to be tough finding batting places, getting a place as a batsman in, in that Somerset side in the championship coming up with Cola Cadmore and um, Sean Dixon mm-hmm. coming in. We don't know who the overseas is going to be. And it's quite hard to see how Lewis Gregory merits a place just as a batsman. Mm. You know, he's, he, His real value to Somerset over the years has been as a bowling all-rounder. Mm-hmm. If he, if he can't bowl, or if he's you know if he's if his bowling is inhibited by his his back troubles, then you know might be that this is his last last season with Somerset. Well, I suppose you could. I mean, we've talked about this at length before, but you could you could potentially you know Rue at six, Gregory at seven, a spinner, three seamers, and then you could use Gregory in a. a Along with Abel and Lamanby as a you know a, a sort of a multi-man fourth seam option if you like, mm. but like I say, Summers. We said about it. We said it about Craig about five minutes ago. You know, if we've got Lewis fully fit and able to bowl, you know, have seventy-five percent of a championship season bowling at full tilt, that just takes us up again to another level, and I'd love for it to happen. But. History of the last yeah, I think, few years. I think just... at the moment, mindset has got to be if that happens, it will be a real bonus as opposed to. I think we've got to plan that it doesn't. See what I mean? And and then if it does, you've got upside, haven't you? Yeah. I agree. So we've got 22 and a half minutes in. Should we do a selection because we always love those? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> let's just do, let's just do the bowlers. So well, the first, we, yeah. So our first game, first, are, championship first championship game. Are we saying that Overton, Siddle, Davy, Leach are your your four picks with Gregory at seven? Because that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would yeah. be your a, a list, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. What about? What's the situation with Sonny Baker? Is he, is he fit to bowl in red ball cricket? Because I'm just worried think, that the attack, you know, over to, over to uh, Siddle Davy, uh, Siddle Davy, and uh, and Brooks 
you know, all over thirties. We need we need some to get to bring some of these youngsters through. I think. I think Sonny Baker's really keen on playing first class cricket, but I think it's just dependent on if he can get through the overs yeah. and whether he's his back's fully up to it or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't he didn't get a go at Kent the last game of the season. Um, I think some somebody asked him about it at the do and at the the end of season do and. Uh, Sort of set, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Harry Everett asked him, Yeah, Sonny, how come you didn't play down at Canterbury? He went, Well, oh, don't know, I was fit. So that seemed to me would have been an ideal, perfect opportunity to drop him in. You know, we'd already avoided relegation. There was, you know, nothing on the game apart from a bit of pride, and it would have given him a nice introduction to, to Red Bull cricket. But I suppose we've got quite a few pre season games uh, looming before the season starts uh, on April the 6th. So I'm, I'm sure I'll get a go in, in, in what, at least one or probably all of those warm-up games, given the sort of the, the way that they rotate the sides um, during the game. And speaking of Championship cricket, couple of new big rule changes. Well, one quite big change to the rules, playing conditions, whatever you want to call them. We are back down to five points for a draw in the Championship, and they've fiddled about with the bonus points as well so they now start at 
their how they'll treat how aggressive they play that's the key yeah I always thought that would be the case so yeah we're... well I'd like I'd like to see them bat a lot more aggressively this coming season than they have done in, re- in the last couple of seasons I think I they've s- been timid too often I mm. shall note that down Mr Gibson and then I shall inform <laughs> I w- you I want to see the likes of I want to see the likes of Cola Cadmore and, and Bartlett and Banton going out there and playing their shots looking to mm. dominate not, not think, just trying yeah. to grind out a solid 50 you know they've they, you know, we need need to take charge. We've got some talented batsmen, and they need to show what they can do. I think that's what we'll get. I think Basball will inspire them, and I think Basball will make them realise that it is possible to, you know, free yourself and be and be yourself and play your shots. Mm-hmm. And um, I think and not be caught in two minds. I think we we get caught in two minds sometimes yeah. as well. I think they need to just free their minds, play yeah. their natural way. Most of our guys are white ball hitters, a bit like the England team. So we we might lose a few games doing that, but we'll certainly win a few. I'd like to think. But that's got to come from the coaches, hasn't it? Because that's where the you know you listen to the England players, you read stuff they've said. That's what's coming from McCullum and Stokes. Yeah. And you know, again, without wanting to put a knock on the coaches, we we need to see evidence that that mm-hmm. is being supported. So, for example, if Banton does bat four and or five, and he goes three seven. 38-2 and he's caught a deep square leg or third man or something three of those four innings I don't then want to see somebody else brought in if that's what he's been told to do at the start of the season and you know it could be any player and it could be any circumstance but that's that's got to be the mindset because if it isn't all the words all the things we want to see a player is not going to respond positively to that if they think their place is under threat by not getting runs in the book yeah I mean, we've had nearly Basball's coming up to sort of being nearly a year old now. From what what I've sort of heard players talking and seen it, it's not about going out there and trying to score at eight and over. It's about giving players confidence, removing that fear of failure, and when you're out there in the middle, having absolute mm. clarity of thought about what it is you're looking to do when you're out there. So, you know, it's it's basically the old mantra: see ball, it ball. Don't worry yeah, about the no game fear. situation. Yeah, no fear. If you think you no can do it, no fear of failure. Go out and do it. And, yeah. you know, win or lose, if cricket is an entertainment at the end of the day. And I think mm. a lot of spectators have been shortchanged with some of the some of the red ball cricket we've watched on that game up at up at uh, uh, Southport. Oh, you know, it was it was all the even worse was the one at Chelmsford on an absolutely yeah. dead pitch, watching Nick Brown grind out two hundred. You know, I mean that is that's not what it should be about. But that was the mantra that was coming from yeah. England prior to Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes taking over. And I I just hope that it, it that that whole baseball, which I don't much like, but that <laughs> ethic of attacking cricket, enjoyable cricket, playing your natural game, entertaining the spectators, trying to dominate the bowlers. I hope that that really comes down through through county cricket and that we have a really exciting season of of uh, of county cricket to come yeah. and we we all those of us who are lucky enough to either write or talk about somerset cricket we've got a bit of a responsibility as well you know i've got I'm making a mental note that the podcast at the end of april if i go what I on earth just... was and be doing there or whatever <laughs> you've got to go no don't say it because I was you have just to say on yeah what are we going to be sat here on what 
Thursday, sixth, seventh, Thursday the tenth, Monday, Thursday, Monday the tenth of April. After Monday, the Thursday, the seventh, tenth of. I'll start again. <laughs> Monday the tenth of April, which is probably when we're going to have a chat about Somerset versus Warwickshire, the first round of Championship cricket. Yeah, we could. Quite, it's gonna, as you say, Steve. It's gonna be very difficult to sit here and not go. Well, we're gonna be talking about a Somerset win anyway, so let's not even broach the subject of what we maybe uh, maybe having to talk about a Somerset batting collapse. But I, I do, I do take the point. If if you're saying that uh, you know we have to give the guys um, not necessarily the benefit of the doubt, but accept that it 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 will occasionally fail, but long term you should see the results. It's but it is going to be difficult if you get bowled out for bowled out in a session, but like we did against Hampshire last year, which is one of the bonuses of the the uh, the Cookerborough ball change. We're going to avoid facing uh, Abbott and Abbas and Barker and that lot with the Duke's ball. It's going to be on a what is hopefully a nice friendly pitch at Taunton, where we're going to rack up seven hundred, score ball pressure, bowl them out for fifty and uh, hundred and twenty, and beaten by an innings. What's uh, Ben? What's the word on the sort of pitches we're going to see at Taunton this season? <laughs> well, it's a really interesting one. It's a really, really interesting one because I, I think that's that's a really crucial element to how the how they're going to play this this season. If they can get the pitches right, I mean, I think the, the key is they've got to take twenty wickets, haven't they? And they've got to find a way yeah. of, of of taking twenty wickets, and I think. It's unlikely that they're going to be able to do that with spin. You know, it looks like obviously Jack's going to be pretty unavailable for at least the first part of the season. Um, so I, I think they're going to need to produce pitches that have got assistance for the seam bowlers. And um, if they can get Craig Overton, if they can get Peter Siddle, there may well be additional names to that that list that, that we, we haven't spoken about or youngsters coming through that, that are going to provide the goods. But be very interesting to see for sure. Yeah, mm. I think plenty of grass on them. Plenty of grass on the pitches. Nice, nice firm underneath. Yeah, bit of carry, a bit of pace. The pitches in twenty twenty two were a lot better than they were in, in twenty twenty one. I thought. I still, I still remember that game against Leicester, Gibbo. You and oh, terrible, <laughs> you yeah. sat there, you know, talking. Oh about, my goodness! Oh, I can see a yeah. sheep up on the Quantocks. Oh, a, a, <laughs> oh, a pigeon's just flown past the window, and it's another dog. Was it got one hundred and seventy-five for for Leicestershire? Oh, uh, what's he called? Um, Harry Dearden? Was it him? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, a load of them did. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was painful, painful, but hopefully no more. So is somebody a wag put on Twitter, I'm going to call it a wag, showing my not age, who calls somebody a wag, but we have lost a banger and gained a burger. You see what they did there? I'm not taking credit for that one. Very good. James Berger is the new uh, assistant coach and batting coach, uh, replacing yes. Lachlan Stevens, who's had to, uh, who's um, no longer with Somerset uh, due to sort of family and personal reasons, but comes with quite a pedigree and pretty well recommended he's currently is he the head coach or assistant coach of the scottish national team head coach yeah so it's it's yeah. good to see that he feels that his next progression isn't to go to to try and you know become head coach of a, a bigger associate nation or go off into franchise cricket that you know some sort of managed to put together a good package and attract uh somebody of by uh, all accounts and uh and uh, comments about him on social media. He's uh, a pretty good guy and a very good coach. Mm. Yeah. Good, good, good signing, I think. 
Well, Scotland have certainly probably punched above their weight in international cricket in the last few years. So you've got to assume he gets a, a fair deal of credit for that. Um, I think the key for me is it's all very well being assistant coach, but how much headroom, latitude, freedom is he going to get within that coaching structure? You know, the batting, we, we've said for ages, we you know, what's the batting coach doing here? And that's, that's been a common thread of our discussions. So if he is going to have that responsibility, he's going to be judged by, you know, to use your recent example, us getting 700 against Hampshire. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that you want to judge by. So I, I'm sure these conversations take place. You know, you don't just rock up and say, I'm assistant coach. And then on day one, say, right, what do you want me to do? Do I just put the cones out or whatever? But I'd, I'd love to be, you know, a fly on the wall to that conversation and hear what was said between the head coach and him before he came on board. That, to me, is key. Yeah, and just go back to what I sort of um, relates to what I said before about him coming from you know being a head coach of an associate nation. He's he's not going to be the T boy. He's he's going to have clear plans uh, for what he wants to achieve, and that, I would imagine that would have been a a prerequisite of him taking the job. You know, not just to like <clears throat> kit bags around, put the cones out, make the tea. Um, you know, with um, YouTube and player analysis being what it is these days, you would think if he's any any sort of coach worth his salt would have been looking at looking at our guys and thinking I think this guy can improve here that guy can improve there that guy can improve there and he should be ready to, to hit the ground running Ben he's, he's still with Scotland isn't he when's he when's um, when's his contract sort of start officially yeah it's a really good question I'm, I'm not entirely too sure when he's meant to be um, I think hopefully Abu Dhabi um, would be a good um, a good good time for him to start but I'm not 100% sure when his start date is okay oh we've got a, oh that was something I was uh, a bit later on my agenda. Oh, have we got the pre-season to the Emirates confirmed then? Is that going ahead again this year? It is, yeah. It's not been officially sort of... Um, they're just waiting on a few bits and pieces to sort of formally announce it. But yeah, that is definitely the plan to head out to Abu Dhabi for, I think it's until the... It's sort of the early March until the 19th of March. Oh, okay. And... Do you get to go this year, having missed out on the last few, or are you, are you still not allowed? Um, I'm not actually going, <sighs> but we are sending the camera with the players, so uh, yeah, they should hopefully get some interesting stuff Can you stuff not just say, yeah, it's my best camera, it, Gordon, it's my best camera, <laughs> I've got I've got to yeah, go, yeah, I, yeah, need, yeah. I need to take Todd with me in case I'm ill, you know, it, it, yeah. I think it's too big a no, risk, to be honest, for you uh, not to go. I'm just... It's all, just trying to save club funds, you know. You know me, Shep. <laughs> I wouldn't mind putting an extra. I'm sure all the, the membership wouldn't uh, wouldn't be too uh, unhappy putting an extra couple of quid on their subs, so you could have a nice holiday in Abu Dhabi. Ben, you do you do all work very hard, all you uh, all you tech guys, and of course you would need a proper commentator as well. So I'm sure Gibbo would need to uh, go along. <laughs> I, I suppose, well, BBC Radio Somerset would be, be between you and Charlie who would cover that tour, I guess, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I think Anthony Anthony should get it because Abu Dhabi is, of course, the home of T10. Exactly. Competition. Absolutely. Just think of the networking you could do out there, Gibbo. You know, well, you my, my, my brother card. Adam is, is headmaster of a school in Abu Dhabi, so you know I've got got family connections. My go. wife got to take the club money Dhabi. as well. Yeah, yeah. You got room and board yeah, out no there for a week. Costs. You could be networking. You could do, yeah, no you could do yeah. Graham Swan out of a job. Do Nile O'Brien out of a job. This is a win-win, Gibbo. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. In my dreams. I think we need to call this Anthony Gibson's CV, this episode of the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, not this one, but we will we will get together and do one. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I had a very well, enjoyable... Let's get, let's, oh. let's get back to the Somerset team. for the, you, got the, you got as far as the bowlers for the I first game. I've only got to do season. the bowlers, because if we, we do the batters, we'll be here till bloody midnight. But I want, what I want to know from Ben is who is going to be our second overseas Red Bull signing? I think it's a bowler. I think it's a bowler. We're all watching what about, the screen. Come on, Ben. Ben's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> ben is tactically I, I on mute. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. However, I, I would keep an eye out over the next week or so for, uh, oh. for some information oh. on that front. But I cannot. Oh, I cannot oh you tease, Warren. You tease. Bowler or batsman? Bowler or batsman? Uh, I think I think you you guys have got a fair idea of where the gap is. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I think that's this right. This leads into what I was uh, going to talk about um, the Members' Day up at uh, Taunton on the twenty second. Was it twenty second of January? A couple of weeks ago, it was very enjoyable. Uh, it started off with Gordon Hollins standing up there in the county room and announcing pretty much what Ben has just done uh, done there to say, "Keep your eyes peeled on social media because we'll be announcing an overseas." Uh, and an overseas signing in the next couple of weeks and I don't know if this was intentional or not but on the dressing room tour in Imam al-Haq's spot which is obviously going to be uh, vacated for uh, what we presume it's going to be vacated for the start of uh, this season Peter Siddle's name badge was just lying on the bench there ready to be uh, to be put back in so there was a little bit of a clue there I'm not sure if that was intentional or not but uh, that was a great day getting to go on the dressing room tour that was uh that was pretty special. Uh, I yeah, kept... you got the, the Spencer Bishop Spencer Bishop special. Yeah, uh, Spencer's jokes aren't getting any better, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> still very <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah, I kept I kept getting told off for touching stuff. It's like, well, any, anybody who's playing, if you're in a dressing room and there's bats about, you pick keep picking them up. It's like, put it down, put it down, put it down. But I did get to touch Rolos helmet, so I was very uh, <laughs> very happy there with you that. There you go. <laughs> Great lasting memories. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't believe how many bats they've got. I mean, Tom Abel must be on the other. He's probably got three or four with him on the other side of the world. And there's like four or five Millie Champion Halls just sat in his in his locker. There, you're thinking, are you going to miss one? Are they? Is he going to miss one? Probably not. But then it would have been getting it out. Tom Abel would. Tom Abel would know exactly. I tell you, he probably can differentiate each bat just by looking at it as well. So. Yeah. But it was uh, yeah very good uh, players. Uh, the home dressing room is very nice. The away dressing room is uh, is functional. Should we call it that? It's literally just like any council swimming pool you've you've been in. Just bare tile floors, bare benches, pegs, tiny little TV for the uh, for the YouTube stream, and that's about it. But yeah, the uh, players' dressing room was uh, was very nice. They all had their all the new players had their uh, had their um, their booths. Uh, I think Sean Dixon has gone where James Hildreth was. Um, they haven't actually got enough of the proper booths for Shoah Bashir to have his own uh, booth yet so he's just kind of got a, a sign written above a chair he's not got one of those nice booths with the lockers uh, uh, at top and bottom just a phenomenal amount of kit and a phenomenal amount of mess um, and that was in, in January so God knows what it's going to be like come uh, come <laughs> September um, what else was in the dressing room that I need to, to work nothing too much really it was just 
just nice being around there. It's a bit like, you know, go around a museum, sort of having a look at everything. Uh, oh, look, there's George Bartlett's pads. There's Tom Lamanby's shirt. There's his, his spikes. And that was good. So if you can get down, Steve, for the next one, I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy it. Same, uh, same for you, Dan. Um, but Spencer did call it... Uh, he did talk about wearing the wyvern instead of donning the dragon which leads me ah. on to a tease a tease <laughs> in the in the organizational email for this very meeting gibbo well the, uh, you re recall that a, a very smart dragon has been unveiled in the um, in the high street in taunton mm -hmm. and i tweeted that the um that the the wyvern should be running for cover uh, uh, because this was you know, another demonstration that the symbol of Somerset is a dragon and Stumpy the Dragon, our club mascot, was going to be there and, and all the rest of it. And I got um, either I got likes and retweets from the Somerset Ooh. Chief Executive, Ooh. Gordon Collins, the Somerset President, Sir Peter Wanless, and the Somerset Chairman, Sir Michael Barber. Ah. So I think that just about settles it that the uh, you know the hierarchy of <laughs> Somerset County Cricket Club have accepted that the symbol of Somerset and of Somerset County Cricket Club is a dragon, and is not the wretched wyvern. Correct. So I'm I'm hoping that we've heard the last of the wyvern in the Somerset County Cricket Club context, unless of course they want to rename the supporters club the wyvern. Which is what it always was. Which is where it came from originally. Yep. Uh, are you saying that uh, that Gordon Hollis, Peter Wanless, and uh, Michael Barber have had some learnings about the matter, Gibbo? Although I was I was immensely encouraged to see, you know, particularly Gordon Gordon Hollins, who is, after all, you know, he's he's, he's the big boss, and if he accepts it's a it's a dragon, then I'm afraid the Wyvern's days are seriously numbered. Although I do have to say that Stumpy couldn't didn't actually make the unveiling of the thing because he was ill, so uh, um, oh, no. I'm just going to throw that out there that Stumpy didn't actually officially meet the, the dragon. Oh no, that's a shame. <laughs> Can be arranged, surely. It's not beyond the. I think the power Stumpy's of got a bit of an issue because he Stumpy's got a bit of an issue because he missed the quarter final against Derbyshire last year. He was ill that day. He was ill today. Is is you know is is Stumpy in danger of, of losing there's his been job a pandemic? Even too many sick even days. Even dragons suffer from the effects of the pandemic. Be fair on him, you know. Well, I thought we were out of that. Now. Well, is, is I, Stump I, Stumpy, I, I have to sort of drop a always look on the bright side of life spoiler alert here that, that, that you may well be looking at a new stumpy costume for the 2023 <gasps> season what? again I, I i i cannot i'm sworn to see sorry detail ben but... you said stumpy costume so there's going to be someone going around dressed up oh, as the real stumpy goodness. oh of course yes oh of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know that Mr. Gibson will be examining the new costume for heraldic ineptitude <laughs> very closely. Just as long as it's got four legs. That's all that matters. Four legs, two front yep. legs, two back legs. <laughs> I can confirm that. It will have four legs. Hey. What's happening with the old one then, Ben? The costume Well, of... it's a good question. A good, it's a good question. Um, eBay? It might be... It might be on eBay. It, it might be donated. Yeah, stick it on eBay. It's only a bid 60,000 quid for it. That's <laughs> just a blobby. 
<laughs> do you know that a good, a good um, i can think of a studio from that's host this podcast it looked very good and i'm sure there's room well, tucked away in the corner there bless her my little girl i don't even see that she absolutely loves stumpy so if it was if i was <laughs> able to it was able to find its uh, way to the roloff van der merva pavilion i'll be uh, in daddy points for uh, for the rest of my life but uh, a good trick for did you, I don't know if you knew this. A good trick for getting stuff on eBay is to look for it sort of misspelled or wrongly listed. So Ben, if you could list the Stumpy costume as a Wyvern costume, then we you know we'd be able to get it a bit a bit cheaper. <laughs> oh my nobody goodness! Nobody be looking for it. Uh, I bet the value the value will alter significantly based on that. But, uh, <laughs> no, look, do look yeah. out. For, it'll be with us with us for the first T twenty and new new uh, new Stumpy. We're uh, we're aiming to arrest a, a series of declining results in the mascot race. Oh, oh, oh. oh I see. So, so is, it, is it literally Streamline Stumpy? Is this is this Stumpy going to be wearing sort of running spikes and a, a lycra bodysuit? And <laughs> they've they've had Stumpy in the wind tunnel all over the winter to try and get the aerodynamics right. <laughs> I think it's just bad to say we're uh, disappointed with some of the rule changes at ECB. On, on what what is a what is viable and what is permitted in the in the race, um, so yeah, things things had to change unfortunately. So uh, yeah, we've been uh, hard at work. Oh, who was the one? Yeah. Who was the one who was literally just one year in just like I said, like spikes and shorts in the mascot race? Who was that? There was the Kent Spitfire once. That was a very yeah slim outfit. But, I think yeah. I think the one that was disqualified. I think I think the Kent Spitfire won it one year, but was also disqualified from winning it another year as well. From memory, oh, I don't know. Some some do footwear. I think it was that one. There was definitely disqualification because of footwear one year. Like they they crossed the line, they thought they won, but then they were immediately disqualified because they realised the footwear was unsuitable. It's about two thousand seven or so, I think. I have to take your word for that. Now. <laughs> I can't yeah. honestly remember. Yeah, oh, oh, Christ! Right. Um, Last thing that which uh, kind of blew up on Twitter a couple of days ago, um, something to do with NFTs. Does any anybody know what an NFT is? It's, it's non nothing... fungible token. Oh, it's, I was going to say it's nothing to do with National Farmers anything, Gibbo. <laughs> you get your you get your NFT and it, it goes on the blockchain. People know, Steve will know all about NFTs. He's, he'd be the expert on this. Oh no, no, that's not something I do with. I, I presume it's some sort of cashless cashless currency. I'd, I could go on for another hour about the experience at the Italian Grand Prix in Milan last year. We had to buy tokens to get drinks, etc. So that was my bad experience with that that sort of um, organisation. Um, but beyond that, no, it's not, not something that the last chartered accountants have to deal with. You know, right, Dan? Are you are you going to tell us what NFTs are? I, isn't <laughs> it? It's something like football stickers in a computer on a blo- on a blockchain. Yeah. You got a you got the, a the, thing on the blockchain. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're unique. They they're like a unique bit of code on the blockchain. I think yeah. with a unique identifier, and you could buy a digital. You know, like the the, the famous ones were those apes, weren't they? They were yeah. they were um, quite big a few months ago. You see people on Twitter with ape profile pictures. You know, so I'm guessing the Somerset ones will be. I think they're players. Are they? I, I didn't really see, but. It's all a load of rubbish, in my opinion, and it's a oh. scam. Bad for the environment. These aren't like, these aren't bad. These aren't bad for the environment. I'd say it's a different. Are they not? Or something. Uh, no, no, they're they're uh, 
They're the, they're the ones, the company that use the ICC and uh, IPL licensing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. As I say, I, I don't claim to be an expert on NFTs myself, but uh, we've done our due diligence and, and worked with all the other counties on this. I think some haven't announced, but they will be. Um, so, yeah, it'll be really interesting. I think, you know, it, it, there's some really interesting kind of concepts around it. Um we're still very much in the early early phases of it, but you know, whilst I can't detail all the all the absolute ins and outs of it, financially it is a it is a very lucrative opportunity for us. See, I've heard that Tractor was the driving force behind all this. Is that right? <laughs> I, I, I I just heard that Tractor's in these <laughs> NFTs, and he was like ringing up and saying, you know, can we get on this? Get on the fan craze. It, it, it's all about that. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know whether that that rumor is particularly yeah. true or not. But as I mean, long I, as again, I I can't. <laughs> I I'm can't seeing him tomorrow, it. so I'll ask him. I tell you what, make just make sure there's an NFT of Tractor. That's all. That's all we're asking yes. for. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him tomorrow. <laughs> the the only thing I would say is that I, I I guess from the announcement, a lot of people were sort of claiming that it was. It was us trying to get Somerset fans to buy the NFTs in order for us to make any money, but um, it's not quite the case in that a, a lot of it is is um, through different markets and overseas players and overseas markets. So um, it's not about us trying to con Somerset fans into buying a James Rue NFT necessarily. It's it's all about the kind of long term global globalization of cricket, really, um, which is what we're, we're taking quite a lot of a you know. A, a, a look at in terms of how how that fee structure but yeah essentially it is it's pretty much cash up front for um you know and, and it's very lucrative but what are they yeah, <laughs> can somebody explain how it's going to work how are you going to make all this money isn't it like foot it's like football stickers isn't it well yeah i mean they're they're it's, it's trade it's trading of digitized assets essentially so it's um, like... but if you go on if you if you go on to the icc if you go on to the fan craze website you can buy like a Sachin tendorka boundary for like fifty thousand dollars um, that's that's i think that's the highest rated buy a um, Sachin tendorka boundary yeah yeah but i can watch that for free on yeah. youtube yeah, but you don't. Does he get that. to come around my house and and he has to like sit on a chair <laughs> and I say, right, I'll just wake up and go, Sachin, can you just cover? Thank you, cover drive that one and then like you know he just got to go back to, oh, I don't. do you buy? Anyway, we've talked enough about NFT. Um, what's going on at the ground? February the twenty fourth is um, Staff Force Day. That I, so that's uh, is basically everybody get together at the county ground. It'll be all the all the Somerset staff and. I guess uh, you know willing volunteers to come along and give the old Cooper Associates County Ground a lick of paint here and there and demolish Gibbo's cabin and build the extra extra story <laughs> on top of the Bowman stand. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the Richard cabin is still there. It's still there, the yeah. Still standing there, but uh, yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I hope to sort of any any members or volunteers who just want to want to pop along, Ben. I, th I saw a story about it on the website. Looks. Uh, a good little innovation and a good, uh, I suppose, a good chance to catch up before the season starts. Yeah, and, and lunch, lunch and refreshments will be provided. So, uh, um, yeah, if anyone wants to come and uh, come and help out, bit of team building, bit of getting to know people, um, I'm more than welcome. What day was that? Was that February the twenty fourth? That's a Friday, isn't it? Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, yeah, I'm doing something that day. Else, I probably would have come up. 
Um, what else have we got to? What else have we got to do? Uh, oh, a couple of listeners' questions. <laughs> First ones of the season. We had, only had a couple in, so we'll quick, quickly uh, rattle through these. Ah, Mike Unwin has uh, has asked, "What suggestions would you make and pass on to the club via Ben for celebrating the 150th anniversary in 2025?" For example, asking every local club who celebrated their 150th anniversary to the club, etc. Next year, 18th of August 2025, will mark the 150th year of the club. 150th birthday. Is there anything in the pipeline yet, Ben, or are we still a bit early for that? Uh, no, no. We, we've already actually been having um, internal meetings about about it, and um, it's a big part of Sir, Sir Michael Barber's um, remit um, is, is to make make that event the best it possibly can be across across the year. We've we've engaged with the museum already um, about how we can liaise with with those guys, and and yeah, I think plans are sort of very much in place to um, to make it a very special year. Good stuff. Let's hope the 150th anniversary is the first anniversary of winning the county championship. Uh, Lloyd White has asked, any news on an overseas signing? If not, who should we be targeting if Riley Russo does not return? Well, Riley Russo is definitely returning. He'd like to tweet in August last year from myself uh, indicating that. So uh, uh, I don't know. Are we uh, any, any, I know you uh, said about the uh, championship signing ben are we uh looking for uh any blast announcements in the next few days few weeks i think it's fair to say that 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 the the, the news over the next few days will uh will also encompass the uh, the blast oh you little tease <laughs> oh he's sat there going oh, i know it is i know it is but i can't tell you oh so bloody annoying. Uh, Riley Rousseau has rather ref, uh, reverted to type, hasn't he? Has <laughs> he? What, that, that he's yeah. no Barbara Zam or Chris Gale and he'd struggle to get into a first-choice Somerset team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's, he's, he's averaging 18 in, in the uh, SA20. Oh, he's saving it all That's for right, us. That's right, he's saving though. all his runs. Saving yeah, it all saving for us. It for us. Uh, last one from Neil about the points changes in the uh, county championship. I think we've given that, uh, given that a good... Uh, chat about uh one thing from me max waller testimonial year south devon cc versus somerset ccc that's on the 15th of june 2023 we're going to play him in a t20 and i i you know not uh don't want the result to be a foregone conclusion but i think they might just have the uh the beating of us on that day but uh yeah everyone's invited to that one more details of that will be uh will be forthcoming but 15th of june uh if you want to have a little look at what chris gale uh did down at South Devon, which is eight years ago now. Bloody hell, is that uh, is it that long? Just whacking Chris Gale South Devon on YouTube. That's all from me. Uh, what have we done? We done Tom Abel. We done all. Yeah, we done all that. Gents, do we have any other business? No, I got the small matter of a Merseyside derby to get up <coughs> about any time now, so I'll go off to that. Thank oh, you. Oh, is that kicking off now? Is it? Yeah. Oh, Ben, you'll be looking to get onto that one as well. I think, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> not looking forward to it, but yeah. No, I'll go. Uh, but go just out. so you know, it wasn't that I, I swerved it to be on this. I didn't have a ticket for tonight, so I've anyone who accuses me of only being a fair weather support, I've been there much of the season, but not tonight. I couldn't get a ticket. So, ah, oh, that's a shame. Gibbo, Dan, anything from yourselves? 
season. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's next month. It's going to be around soon. Gents, pleasure as always. Um, yeah, probably catch up in about a month or so, or maybe sooner if we have some yep. earth-shattering news. Like Gordon Hollins tweeting, <laughs> I was wrong all along. It's actually a bloody dragon. <laughs> Gents. He's, he's just done that anyway. <laughs> That's true. All right. Good night, fellas. Catch up with you uh, soon. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Shep. Thanks, guys.